0: As y'all know, I am fond of admitting my guilty pleasures from the pulpit. One of my favorite shows, a show I revisit again and again, much to Jordan's annoyance, is one called Supernatural. It's a tale of two brothers who hunt demons, chase ghosts, and protect mankind from all those spooky things that go bump in the night. Now, in its 14th and final season... Sam and Dean Winchester have fought everything from ghost ships to skinwalkers, and have even touched on God, prophets of the Lord, and angels. There's a reason this show is a guilty pleasure for me. Not only are the actors quite cute, but the show, especially when it dabbles in Christianity, has horrifically inaccurate and even blasphemous theology— So if you go home this week and watch it, please don't send a letter to the bishop saying that the new curate at All Saints is is telling you to watch horrible things. I'm telling you up front. Not good theology, okay, folks? Their portrayal of Christianity is so inaccurate, they even pronounce the book of Revelation, which we read from this morning, as Revelations, a personal pet peeve of mine. But one of the biggest injustices I think they do is to the people who see visions and dream dreams. Psychics are presented as having blinding headaches, followed by blurred clips of visions. From there, they're able to piece together some idea of how Sam and Dean are meant to save the world. Or in another season, the prophet of the Lord has a splitting headache, which causes him to drink himself into a stupor once asleep he has a dream that he eventually will wake up and jot down just in time for Sam and Dean to save the day. Supernatural is not unusual in the way it presents seers. We've all seen these portrayals of a tortured person forced to receive bits and pieces of the future and baffled by what they mean. So with no real experience to fall back on, Seers have always appeared to me as fake as the vampires and werewolves presented on Supernatural. The only ones I ever saw in real life were charlatans, folks on daytime talk shows or infomercials, people making a quick buck, scamming the gullible. It's easy to try to separate the stories of prophets or seers in the Bible from those being portrayed in popular culture today. We tell ourselves that clearly visions and miracles were things that used to happen. But we are further removed from God now, so visions and miracles, they just don't happen anymore these days. Or maybe folks back then were just confused, and the folks they called prophets were just schizophrenics. The book of Revelation was explained to me as an indecipherable code warning other Christians about Emperor Nero. Having limited experience in any sort of charism, And a very logical mind these explanations help me to sleep at night when we read these scriptures today when we hear about peter who dreams of a man in macedonia crying out for help and when we read about john the revelator who has visions of how in the end god will easily defeat the powers of evil it can make us uncomfortable In the Episcopal Church, we pride ourselves as being logical and reasonable Christians. We are quick to chalk up movements of the Holy Spirit as coincidence or hormones or those clearly out-of-date leftovers we had for dinner last night. But I'm here to tell you that the movements of the Holy Spirit have not stopped. We've just stopped listening. I remember one day on the way to work, sitting in my car in the drive through lane of Starbucks and hearing an NPR story about the difference between auditory hallucinations of schizophrenics and those experiences of folks who claimed they had heard the voice of God. The scientists explained that while schizophrenics could have religious fixation, their divine voice, either an angel of the Lord or God himself, often turned mean, telling them they were not good enough, that they were being punished, or that the world was better off without them. These voices scared them, or would yell at them, and they were chatty, talking frequently throughout the day. The scientists said this was not true for the folks who were religious and believed they heard the voice of God. These folks described hearing just a few words from God, maybe just once or twice in their lifetime and feeling an overwhelming sense of peace or love when they were spoken. I remember thinking that it was an interesting difference, receiving my venti caramel macchiato and carrying on with my life, dealing with some litigation issue that day. But my memory comes flooding back time and time again to that moment. And I've searched over and over again to find this news story just to be frustrated no matter how good my Google skills are. Because since that time many years ago, I've encountered seers, dreamers, and possibly prophets of the Lord. All of these people I didn't think existed really look like you and me. They don't tend to share their experiences, mainly because of the prevalent skepticism in our society. But as I wear this collar more and more, people have come to admit to me that they have these spiritual gifts— And I believe them. Most of them are pretty average people. They aren't nuns or priests or super-religious fanatics, although I think some of the better priests I know joined the priesthood because they had at least one direct charismatic experience with God. None of them have described mind-splitting headaches or blurred vision. The dreams have been described to me as hyper-realistic or super-vivid. And the visions tend to come out after prayer while journaling. I know folks who have heard God, or some divine creature on behalf of God, speak words of love or affirmation to them. There's even one homebound woman in this diocese who will pray over your name and write down a Bible verse for you. I was given my Bible verse at my Curcio weekend before pretty much anyone in the diocese knew I was attending seminary the following fall. It was Mark 16, 15 which reads, And Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the good news to the whole creation. Although it took quite a few folks to convince me this was not someone who knew of my process, today this verse still gives me chills. This doesn't mean we leave our skepticism at the door. I find some people who tell me they're feeling the pull of God are rather trying to justify their own thoughts or feelings on a situation. But it does mean opening ourselves up to the movements of the Spirit with prayer. It means allowing ourselves to question whether visions or dreams are from the Lord or from that pineapple pizza we ate the night before. And it means discussing these dreams or visions with other believers who have discerning hearts. We're meant to live in community in order to support each other. And part of that is to help discern what is of God. And what is coming from ourselves? It means not quickly dismissing the experiences of others because we ourselves have not experienced God that way. God did not stop communicating with his people through visions or dreams or by speaking to them directly. But when we throw out any possibility of communicating with God in a strange, charismatic way, we shut down that line of communication. As our gospel lesson shows us today, our God is one who can work miracles. Certainly, he can also cause us to dream dreams and to see visions. So open yourselves up to the Spirit. Open yourselves up to God. And as the Lord says through the prophet Joel, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions.